Hey, welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard, and today we are talking about your gut and gut health. And you may have heard that your gut is considered your second brain. So we really got to make sure that our gut is healthy so that we can show up and live the lives that we really want to live so that we can have the kind of energy that we need to have to do the things that we want to do so we can feel good in our bodies. And if you're like me, you might not know a lot about gut health. Like I don't. This is why I brought someone on the show that does. So I'll tell you about her in a bit, but I want you to know that we're not just talking about gut health specifically on this episode. We're talking about truly listening to your gut. I'm talking about your intuition too. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about personalized health care and really being intentional about the health care that we seek for ourselves, making sure it's in alignment with the ways we want to live our life. And we're taking advice from people that we really resonate with you know, that we admire maybe how they're living their life. So we go into that. Um, We also talk about, let me grab my, I got my sticky notes over here. What else we'd be talking about over here? We're talking about tips to maximize gut health. Um, We're going to talk about symptoms of issues with your gut. So you might be like, oh, maybe I got some gut things going on based off of what you hear on this episode. So we'll talk about that. Um, But before we get into all that, I just got to give you a super quick update. So y'all might have noticed that the podcast art for this episode has changed. Not for this episode, for this podcast has changed for now. For now, you know, might change again later. Who knows? Um, But for now, you may have seen the colors and all that are changing because I have been in the process of doing this rebranding stuff happening. Like I'm taking my life to the next level. So um, I'm super excited because we've been working on my website and I can't wait to share with you guys all the different offerings and things I've been working on. I feel like I've been a little MIA, but it's because I've been busy doing all these other things around creating things, working on the site, making sure that everything is in alignment with who I want to be as I move forward. You know, the stuff that we're always talking about on the show that you are setting up your life to honor who you want to be. You're designing your life based off of who you want to be in the future, not based off of who you are right now. And if you do that, if you're starting to design your life based off of who you want to be, that means you're stepping into new places. You're surrounding yourself with different kinds of people. You're, you're putting things in your mind that you haven't put in your mind before. Maybe you're learning new things that you don't know much about. And you may feel these feelings of like, who am I to do this? You may feel like, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. You may feel like you do something and then like you cringe afterwards and you're like, "Uh," and you want to crawl into like a little ball. And I see this a lot with my clients when you're reaching out to someone, you know, for an opportunity and they haven't got back to you yet or whatever. You're brave and you reached out and you might be like, I feel like so vulnerable and you want to like curl up into like a ball and like that feeling that is there because you're playing bigger in life. You're doing the things that scare you in honor of who you want to be. And if you're not feeling uncomfortable, you better step up your game because that means you're not playing big enough. Okay, I say this all the time, but I really want you to think about that in your life. There's something on your heart. If you're listening right now, there's something on your heart that you want to be doing in your life. I know that for sure. And that's going to require you to step out. 
and get the right who's in your life. Who are the people that you need in your life to take you to the next level? You need to find your people. What do you need to do? Maybe there's something uncomfortable that you need to do. You need to reach out. You need to find out more information about something. You need to invest in something, right? Think about that because that is what's going to get you to where you want to be. You sitting around and being like, just thinking about the thing, wishing that you'd want to do that, like that's not going to serve you. I mean, a year from now, you can be like, oh, you can look back and be like, dang, I'm so proud of that person who took action on that dream. Because now I get to be the person who's living out that dream. So too many of us are just sitting there thinking about it. And we're not doing the work. We're not committing to the vision, as I say. Having a vision is not enough. You need to commit and be the person who, who brings that vision into reality. Okay, so I just felt, I don't know, I was not expecting to say that, but I'm saying it now. Maybe someone listening needed to hear that. So I said what I said. Okay, so uh, what else do I want to tell y'all? So what's coming up, things that I've been working on, I just want to tell you about it because I'm really excited. Uh, so in the future, we have in October, there is going to be a conference that I'm hosting in partnership with some other coaches. It's going to be in Indiana. It's a weekend long conference. I'm super excited about it. There's going to be amazing speakers there. Um, it's super affordable. In fact, I was the one being like, no, like this is ridiculous. Like the price that we were giving it. And they're like, and this is like the first time. And it's not like I'm over here, guys, like, oh, I want all the money, right? It's because it's because I know what I pay for conferences because I go to them all the time, you know? Um, but really, we wanted to keep this one at cost where any of the ticket prices, they just go back into the event. They make your swag bag better. They make whatever, like the we pay better for the books or whatever it is. Like we're going to invest back into the event. Um, so that's happening in, at the end of October, October 20th weekend. It's in Shipshawana, Indiana, y'all. So that area, if you're not familiar, is a very, it's an, an area that is known for the Amish community there. So markets and all that stuff. And people come just to be in this rural environment that has all these, you know, buggies and the Amish family and the feel of that community. Um, and some of y'all might be like, what the heck? Do I really want to go to rural Indiana? But I'm telling you that's like, it feels like you get to just be, you know, it's not crazy busy. Like it's just, there's something about it that, that you, that people need to like step out into the country and be. And so anyways, we we're having an event there. If you are in the Midwest, like, and you could drive over to Indiana, come on over, come over and see us. Um, the other thing too that we're doing in the future is more retreats, more smaller retreats, like weekend retreats. Um, and I'm really excited about that because we'll be by the water. We'll be, it's in the Midwest. It's going to be in Indiana because it's closest to me, but we'll be on the water. We'll do some visioning work, things like that. So that's coming up in the future. My Commit to Your Vision program, we took it up a notch. We've been planning it a lot, like just talking about what we want this next version to look like. So it's switching to a mastermind because I feel like really that's what it is. It's like women getting together and helping and supporting each other and really building that kind of sisterhood and really just like, yeah, supporting each other on your dreams and making sure we move forward and do the things that are on our heart. And then at the end of it, you'll have a little retreat and anybody can attend from past Commit to Your Vision people. And these are the kind of people, like if you're listening to the show, these are probably your people. 
people that you want in your life, that are ambitious, that are supportive and encouraging, that truly care about people and want to make the world a better place. Okay, so that's it. Like those things are coming up. I do have some spots opening up for one-on-one coaching. I have a few clients that are ending their packages soon. So if anyone is interested in that, feel free to email me at angembarnard at gmail.com. It'll be easier when I have my website up. It's coming, but it'll have all the things on there. Um, So if you're like someone who feels like you're meant to do work that is more meaningful to you than whatever you're doing now, and maybe you want to make that switch and you have all these ideas, but you want to get them organized and you want the accountability to move forward, then message me and we can talk about different options for you. I mean, and at the very least, if that's like not a best fit for you, I can always recommend something that you can dive into that would be a good fit for you or another person or another offering that fits with your budget, like all the things like I am here to support you. This is why I have this podcast is because I want to pour into you. So I've had nine minutes, over nine minutes of talking. So we need to get into the episode. Let me tell you who we have on the show today. We are hearing from Katie Lovett. Isn't that the best last name? Lovett. So Katie Lovett, she is a functional gut health dietitian living in Texas, where her days are filled with love and laughter and some chaos and shared with her husband, three children, and her puppy dog. Katie experienced firsthand how the conventional medical system fails people by not asking the questions how and why, especially around gut health. She's on a mission to empower thousands of women to get the answers they need in order to accomplish true healing from chronic gut symptoms. Katie believes that health is a lifelong journey and if done properly, a fun and delicious one. So I want to start off with your story. Like, how did you become obsessed with this topic? (laughs) I know it was kind of a rabbit hole situation. Like a lot of people, I think use their own personal experiences to really like their mess becomes their message, so to speak. Right. And I feel like mine kind of did, but at the same time, it kind of didn't. And it truly is like a heart for just the injustice that I feel like is done for people who are really struggling with digestive symptoms and also just the average person who their body tends to fail them as they get older and they're told that nothing can be done or it's just normal and it's just not true. And so, um, like I did have, you know, my own, like, you know, digestive stuff that I was just told was normal. It was not to the degree that a lot of people's are. And I, just want to like acknowledge that and appreciate that. But I've worked with, you know, over a hundred people now who have, and so I have great compassion for them. Um, but I think I got into this kind of accidentally. And like I said, down a rabbit hole a little bit. So I went to school for a mass communications and journalism degree because I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up it's so much pressure, right? You like graduate high school and they're like, pick a major. This is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And you're like, I don't even know how the world works. Like, how can I make that decision? Um, I was like, well, I did journalism in high school. My best friend was doing that major. So I was like, okay, let's just do that. Started taking intro to mass comm and realized this is not my thing. Like I do not love it, but I was taking a science without a lab course for that major. And it happened to be intro to nutrition. 
And I loved it. Like I'd always been interested in science, but I just really loved learning about the different nutrients and the body and all of that stuff. And so it changed my major, got into the dietetics program and proceeded to be completely underwhelmed. <laughs> but by that point, you're like two, two years in and like, you know, you kind of just went with it. Right. So yeah. I was really underwhelmed. Um, I just felt like it was very medical, right? Like, so in a hospital is where most dietitians work or in a WIC center or like a kidney, like dialysis center, like the people that dietitians are seeing in those settings are not typically in a place where they're really ready to hear that information and heal. And mm-hmm. the dietitians aren't fully equipped to help those people. So in a, in a hospital setting, right, I was seeing 40 patients a day, 40, four, zero patients a day. That's like wow. 15 minutes per patient. And these patients have just had like quadruple bypass surgery and like major health diagnoses. And you're going in with your little outdated nutrition pamphlet and being like, here's info on a heart healthy diet. Like, this is what you should be eating when you get home. Okay. Bye. Like those people are not set up for success. Right. Yeah. And, um, I just felt like it wasn't making a big difference. And so, um, I actually went into the food industry and was like, if I can't make a big difference in these people's lives, like in the hospital, I'm going to go label food and like write ingredient statements and calculate nutrition facts and, you know, work on food labeling claims and make sure that they're accurate. And maybe I can impact the food supply. And so I did that for five years and then stepped away for nutrition from nutrition for a bit when my oldest daughter was born only to discover a workshop on functional nutrition and, um, fell in love. And I was like, this is what I wanted to learn in college. And so I jumped right in with both feet and it was so cool how, you know, God guides you. Like we were just talking about a minute ago, like things are not like totally circumstantial. You're like, wow, God's hand was totally at play here. So in order to get the advanced credential in functional nutrition that I got, you had to be a dietitian. So it was like, that was the prerequisite to do what I really wanted to do, even though I didn't see that at the time. Oh, I Um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. So spent the next two years, like in all my spare time, you know, late nights, all of that learning about integrative and functional nutrition, and then decided to go into gut health because 70% of Americans struggle with chronic digestive symptoms. Um, as you were saying, like um, the gut and is the second brain Hippocrates says like all disease begins in the gut. Like that wisdom has been around for ages, but conventional medicine doesn't recognize it or give it the proper attention that it deserves. And there are people out there suffering and they're just given, Oh, well, like your colonoscopy and endoscopy look okay. Like, I guess you have IBS. Here's a handout on a low FODMAP diet. Good luck. Like that's, that's all they're given, or here's a prescription to try to manage your symptoms. And you know, in integrative and functional medicine, we learn symptoms are your body's way of telling you that something is wrong. And so by just covering Mm -hmm. them up, you're just trying to brush it under the table. Um, and it just gets bigger. I always say, so I have three kids, right? So I'm familiar with this, um, example, but it's like a toddler in a grocery store. That's trying to get your attention at the checkout aisle to get candy and you just like ignore the kid, you know, you're like, Oh yeah. uh And like ignoring, keep talking to the cashier or you're on your phone or whatever. 
that toddler's not going to stop asking. They're just going to get louder and louder and louder until they're kicking, screaming, you know, crying on the floor because they want that candy bar. Um, and our bodies are a little bit the same way where, you know, you can't just ignore the symptom and put it aside. Like you have to try to the best of your ability, uncover what's going on. And as far as nutrition goes, you know, food directly goes through your gut, right? So it's an area that I can really impact. There's a lot of people who really need that help and the gut impacts every single thing else in the body. And so if you go chasing down a different, you know, organ system or different, you know, disease or dysfunction in the body, but you haven't addressed your gut health first, you're just like shooting yourself in the foot, honestly, like you need to take care of your gut first Oh, I have so many questions. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So my first thought is like, when we talk about like, how do you know that something is off with the gut? Like what are some common symptoms? Yeah. So I like to put it in two different buckets. So like gut health symptoms and non gut health symptoms. So let's start with gut health symptoms first. So if you have an IBS diagnosis, if you have a, you know, Crohn's or colitis, ulcerative colitis diagnosis, like obviously you have gut health stuff going on. Um, but I think also people don't know what's normal and what's not normal. So mm-hmm. if you, um, are bloated every single day, or if you're having to take Tums or like an antacid, like frequently, or, you know, several times a month, even like it's your body's, t- you know, way of telling you like, Hey, something needs to pay, be paid attention to. Um, if you're having diarrhea, if you're struggling with constipation, which do you want me to f- kind of like define those for people so that they know like what's normal. So, yeah. um, so doctors will tell you like anywhere from three times a week to three times a day is normal but that doesn't tell the whole story. So ideally you want to be going daily because it's a way that your body gets rid of waste, right? You don't want that waste Mm -hmm. getting stored up in your body. You want to go at least once a day. Um, you know, three times a day is kind of like the max end, but it's also how you go. Like you don't want it to be painful. You shouldn't be pushing and straining. You shouldn't have urgency where you're like, Oh man, like I need to know where all the bathrooms are at all times. Um, stuff like that, you know, you should, you know, um, yeah. So that's kind of the big thing. Like you want it to be smooth and long, like a snake, like not a puddle of mud at the bottom or little bunny pellets. And the color is just a medium Brown. Right. So that's like a quick check. Like, look at what comes out. Like so many people just yeah. like flush and move on, like look and see, you know, and really pay attention. Like, oh yeah, I am like straining or I feel like it's not all coming out and I'm having to go, I'm going three times a day, but like feel like it's like bunny pellets and it's like not a full elimination. Like those are all signs that something needs to be looked at. So that's gut. So I have to just comment here. Like it's so funny because here we are in the podcast talking about legit. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. What does this look like? (laughs) I think it's so, it is so helpful because you learn a lot. You need to know. Yeah. (laughs) You learn a lot from, it's like what is coming out. Like I kind of think about this in your life in general, like you learn a lot from like the results that you're getting, you know, like by analyzing them and seeing like, and if you're not getting the results you want, then something is off. And it usually is the thing internal that's off. 
So that is really good. It's a beautiful connection, Ange. I love that. Thanks. I love it too. (laughs) So now it's like, you know, turning the poop into like another way of looking at this whole concept. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So basically some common symptoms is like those, like how your waist may look like what Mm -hmm. you described. Um, And then also bloating, any like pain that you might be experiencing Mm -hmm. in your stomach, um, like acid reflux, like stuff like that. Indigestion, reflux, heartburn. Yeah. Any just pain, like if you're just having abdominal pain, whether it's sharp pain or an ache, like anything like that. And, and you've been checked out by a doctor and like, it's not something that needs like actual conventional medicine, medical attention. Like you need to dive deeper. Yeah. So, um, what is at stake if you, you don't dive deeper since the gut is help is connected to everything else and affects so many different things. What's at stake? Yeah. So that's when we start looking at the symptoms that are outside of the gut, right? So we're going to be looking at um, brain fog, energy levels, fatigue. Like if you are just like, you know, zonked in the middle of the afternoon every day, and you feel like you can't get through your day without, you know, five cups of coffee or a nap, like that's a good sign. Like, Hey, like how is your gut function? Are you able to get these nutrients out of your food? You know, that to, to fuel your day. Cause literally they're like, I think it's billions. Um, of like biochemical reactions happening every second in your body. And it's Mm -hmm. all fueled by nutrients. You can go like Google biochemical reaction chart. If someone's like, wants to really nerd out about it. And you can see like, it's this huge map of all these like chemistry names and there's nutrients and vitamins in every single reaction. So if your body doesn't have the nutrients it needs, it literally cannot function. Right. Um, so it's like energy, brain fog, skin is another big one. So if you're struggling with psoriasis or eczema or dry skin, dull skin, dull hair, um, brittle nails, like all of that stuff needs to be looked at. Um, and then like autoimmune conditions need to be considered. So thyroid, um, you know, psoriasis, I already said, but that's, it's autoimmune, um, even like depression, anxiety, like mental health stuff. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, like all of it is connected back to the gut. So, um, if you have anything going on, any sort of a chronic syndrome, you need to be examining your gut health. Wow. So that's got me thinking about so many things, Um, (laughs) but but like, I'm curious too, about your own work and like your process through this. Like if someone's like, Hey, I'm experiencing these negative symptoms, then like, how do you approach that? Like, where do you go from here after someone tells you that? Yeah. So you approach it with a sense of curiosity, right? Um, Love that energy. Yeah. You're not going out to name and treat like in conventional medicine, you're going after it to understand and explore mm-hmm. and see how things fit together. So whenever I'm looking at somebody's like intake form, for example, it's very long because I want to know everything. And people have said to me like, oh, well, I never told my doctor this because I didn't really think it was related. And it's like, everything is related. Like I need to know yeah. everything. And so you really sit down and look at the big picture and like the whole timeline, like, well, when did the symptoms start happening? And, oh, they were on antibiotics. Like 
five times a year as a kid and they were born via C-section. So right off the bat, their microbiome was, you know, struggling. And so then they got food poisoning, you know, several times and they traveled a lot. And so you start putting the story together of like, kind of when did things start to go off the rails? What all has contributed to it? in the past, what is still contributing to it right now. And that's where you can get into like some functional testing to see where things, you know, at right now. So you really need to try and paint the picture of like, how did it start? What, where did things go wrong? Is it still contributing or is it kind of, it contributed and left, you know, like a food poisoning type of thing or antibiotics in the past. And then what's going on right now that can continues to make it worse and keep this person from getting better. And then you can come up with a plan, right? Cause you need to understand what all the players are first before you can really yeah. like move forward. So it's like, I, I hear you saying this. It's like, you take this very personalized approach to your work. And I think really in the traditional medical system, and I've been I don't want to use the word victim, but like people get what I'm saying when I yeah. say this is like when you've gone in and you're like, oh, I'm experiencing this issue and it's like, oh, well, here's a printout for you. Like IBS is what IBS is. It's like, it doesn't yeah. help you. It doesn't help. Yeah. And it's not that deep dive into like, let's really try to know what's going on with you and what has like contributed to this and your story and all yeah. just all putting those pieces of the puzzle together. And then really taking that personalized approach. I think exactly. that's what's lacking in our medical system now. It's because it is like everything is about, you know, it's it's a business and it's like, it's quick, like 15 minutes for each person. Yeah. Like how could you ever deep dive with anyone? Just like I was in the hospital. Yeah. As a dietitian and like, yeah, yeah. like I, I, doctors are the most compassionate, caring, like mm -hmm. all healthcare providers are so compassionate and so caring and genuinely want the best for their patients and their clients, but they're not set up for success. Exactly. And like where I went to school, uh, the medical students were given six hours of nutrition education and it was taught by the nutrition students. We went over to the medical school and taught oh my the goodness. nutrition students about nutrition or the medical students about nutrition. Yeah. And so they're not set up, you know, unless somebody's really taken it upon themselves to do a ton of advanced training, which then you're probably seeing somebody who's a medical doctor who's done functional medicine training because right. they've really taken it upon themselves to be like, this is kind of what I want to be doing just like I did. Um, but yeah, they're not set up for success. And so the best they can give you is a handout. The very, I actually just had a podcast episode about this on my own show where I was like, if the doctor can't find a di a disease to diagnose, the kindest, most compassionate thing they can do is refer you to somebody else who maybe can. Yeah. And so that's when you find yourself in that like referral cycle, right? Yes. Where it's like you're going to specialist after specialist after specialist and you just feel exhausted and nobody has answers. And it's like, well, the doc, you know, maybe it's not something that's diagnosable. It's not a disease. It's just something that's a combination of things that are happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yep. it's like, everyone's looking for something to diagnose you with. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't diagnose you with something. Cause I'm not really sure. Like they're looking but it's like such a small yes. little circle. They're not looking at the big picture. Yeah. And for me, it's like on with my work and you know, helping people like intentionally design their lives and their careers. 
Um, I've worked with a lot of health professionals over the year, the years who've been very frustrated um, with their work because they went out into the field because they're somebody who wants to make a meaningful difference and they want to be really intentional about it and they truly care about people. But then they're in a system that it's is not so in aligned. Yeah, it's with so what, broken. that why they came into the field. And mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, like it makes me like, I think I have like goosebumps. I don't know, <laughs> like whatever you call it. Like right now, because I'm just like so frustrated for yeah. like what's happened and the direction that we're heading. Because I guess for me, it really challenges a huge value of mine, which is intentionality. Like being really intentional about the work that you're doing and genuinely caring for people. And it's like, it's not, you know, the health practitioners fall. It's because they're a part of the system, like you said, that is broken. And it's just so frustrating to them too, I'm it's sure. So with frustrating. Their yeah. It's so frustrating. And for, like I said, for me to see it and to know, like, there's a whole lot of things that can be done for people that they're not being helped with because there's not the systems in place, you know, to help them. Yeah. And, you know, it's not accessible to everyone to go hire a private practice dietitian. You know, you think about lower income people or lower education people who don't have that ability and fortitude necessarily to go advocate or, you know, advocate for themselves and keep seeking out answers. And they're just taught like, go to the doctor, you take whatever medication they give you and you go and hope for the best. And yeah, it's, it's really, you know, maddening, honestly, that, that that's happening. So definitely. And it's just cool to see like people like you that are like being, trying to live a life really true to yourself and like to do work that's in a way that feels really good to you. And like, you've paved that path for yourself. So I just want to honor that. And you. <laughs> You're welcome. And um, I also want to talk about the connection to our mental health, like in just if we, so I imagine it's connected, like our mental health and our gut health. And if you improve your mental health, I'm sure your gut health improves and like vice versa. So can you talk to us about that? Absolutely. So you're talking about the gut brain axis and it is a total chicken egg type of thing. Like sometimes you'll see people who have normal gut function and some sort of a trauma and emotional trauma um, happens. And then their gut like manifests some, these symptoms from this trauma. Oh. Um, sometimes you'll see people with gut symptoms and they'd always been a really happy person. And then all of a sudden they start struggling with anxiety or depression or over time, you know, maybe they do and they, it just becomes this cyclical deal. And so for every person, you know, it's, which came first, the gut health issues or the mental health issues. Some, for some, it's both kind of over time, gradually at the same time. And for some, it's like a very marked event of like, I had this happen to me and then my gut health yeah. bonkers um, or vice versa. Um, but yeah, so they are physically connected. There's a really like nerdtastic book. If anyone wants to like dive super deep into this called the psychobiotic revolution. And it's all about how your microbiome in your gut impacts your brain function. Um, so psycho is, you know, brain and biotic is 
bacteria or organisms, right? Yeah. So it's all about how that happens. But so the gut and the brain are physically connected by the vagus nerve. Um, the vagus is means wandering. So it starts up in the brain and goes down and it has like all these like finger-like insertions. You guys can Google an image of vagus nerve. I love talking about vagus nerve. It's so important. Um, but it inserts itself into the heart, inserts itself into your GI tract, like all the way down a lot of your abdominal organs. And it's how your gut and your brain and the rest of your body kind of communicate via neurotransmitters. And so they're physically connected. So there is messages coming down from your brain to your gut and up from your gut to your brain. And it's actually estimated that for every one signal, your brain sends to your gut, your gut sends six signals up to your brain. Wow. Who's really driving the show, which is the first brain and which is the second brain, right? Yeah. That's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like serotonin is the feel good, feel good when, right. And it's like 80% of that is made in your gut. So by the organisms living there. Yeah. So if you have an imbalance in those organisms and you don't have enough of those happy organisms that make the serotonin, you're not going to have as much serotonin circulating. So it's a real tangible effect. It's not this real, like woo-woo abstract connection between gut and brain. It's like, this is science and there's numbers and it's measurable. Um, so, you know, you've heard like, oh, IBS is all in your head kind of as almost like a, like patronizing thing, but it's like, well, it kind of actually is in a way, you know, in your mind and not as a patronizing thing, but like, as a go look at your mental health and your mindset as you work to heal your gut. So mindset is actually the very first thing I work with my clients on in my program because it's so important. And, um, there's been studies between, you know, stress and anxiety levels and gut health function and all of that. So, yeah. And just how stress in general just impacts your whole body whole body. Yeah. I remember when I was experiencing a really stressful time in my life when I was getting married to my husband, which was like the best thing that ever happened to me marrying my husband. But it was a very stressful process with like family stuff and drama and all the things. And I remember during that time, like I'm sure my gut was all jacked up because I was just like experiencing so much hair loss. Like I was always anxious. Like Mm -hmm. it was just a weird thing that was happening. And like, I just, I didn't know anything about like gut health or I'm sure I wasn't getting the nutrients and stuff that I needed, which got me thinking now about nutrients. Like if we just want to maximize our gut health, what are the things that like everyone needs to be doing? Yeah. So that's a really great question. And I think I love your message of intentional living, right? Because there's not necessarily always one blanket answer for everyone. I was just talking yeah. with a client last night about this. You know, what you want for your life and what you want your life to look like is different than what I might want my life to look like. And maybe we have somebody who says having cupcakes with my kit, it's my daughter's fifth birthday today. So it's like top of mind because oh, I'm making cupcakes. <laughs> But having cupcakes with my family on my daughter's birthday is really important to me. And like, you know, her, like seeing me eat cupcakes is important for her relationship with food and like balance. And like, it's important for me to be there for somebody else. They may say, no, like sugar is the root of all evil. We do not eat refined sugar ever. 
it is awful. We do not do that. And that's okay too. Like it's, you know, it's balanced and it's each person. So I think getting really clear on what you want your life to look like, what that most healthy version of you does and how they behave is so important. And that's why mindset is really important. You need to know where you're going so that whenever you've reached your destination, you can recognize it, right? Because if you're just like, going after this nebulous goal of better gut health, like you're going to always be chasing it because you don't know what you're aiming for. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Because it's like, I think like the first step in intentionally designing our lives is like, you need to get clear on your vision. And even when we're talking about our gut health, it goes back to that too. Cause I just asked you for a blanket, like basically tell us the things that we all should be doing. And it's like, well, no, cause it depends on what it is you want for your life. Exactly. And like, I just love that you brought us back there. Whereas like vision is the first thing. And like you said, like what's important to you, you know, like you want to have the cupcake with your daughter, like that's going to be a part of your life. And if you know that you're going to have those cupcakes, then the things that you take in um, to deal with, like, you know, the impacts of that, like are going to be very different than, yeah, Mm -hmm. to balance it. Perfect word compared to someone else. That's like, no, no sugar at all. Yeah. I just love that you brought us to that. So continue on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are, so There are some blanket recommendations that I can make. I will say it would be so easy for me to sit here in my cozy office and tell everyone you should do this and this and this and this, like, but we live in a bubble. I think nutrition is one of the most difficult things to change because it's so mixed in and intermingled with our social lives and our family and our relationships and our cultures and all of that. And so that's why that intentionality is important, but Generally speaking, chewing your food, like I always say it and I say it till I'm blue in the face, but chewing your food 20 to 30 times per bite till it's applesauce consistency will help so much because it relieves that burden from your gut and helps Mm. break down the food so that your gut can better extract those nutrients and do what it needs to do. Cause if you're just like chew, chew, swallow, chew, chew, swallow and distracted and all that, your body's not in a place where it can really do a lot with that food. And that's the second tip is sit and get into rest and digest mode whenever you are eating instead of running around distracted, multitasking, because you're staying in like fight or flight, go, go, go. Oh my goodness. You're (laughs) your biggest called out right now. Yes. (laughs) Like I it's so important. Yes. I mean like sitting there and like actually being present while you're eating. Because so many of us are not present while we're no. eating at all. And we don't take the time to intentionally like chew our food. I know yeah. I'm going to raise my hand here. I don't. Yeah. And then yeah. also like allowing yourself to be in that mode of like that rest and digest kind of energetic state to help your gut do what it needs to do. Because I've like, I get on my husband about this because he'll be like, he'll come home from work and he'll be hungry and I'll be like making the food. Right. And he's like, like laying over like the kitchen, um, counters are leaning over it and like trying to eat the thing. And he's like sitting there trying to eat all the food. And I'm like, stop. Like I get so annoyed by it. I'm like, just wait, (laughs) wait. And then you can sit down and just be present and then like fully enjoy your food. And he's like, well, I'm fine with this. And I'm like, but I'm not fine with it. Like, even though I do that too, sometimes like where I'm like eating something over like the counter, especially like working from home, like during it's very 
easy for me to be consumed in what I'm doing that when I do remember then to go eat something, it's like a quick grab snack, like I'm grabbing something from the kitchen and it's not that intentionality of like sitting down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, chewing your food 20 to 30 times, helping your gut out, do its work, taking that time to sit or be still so it can, you can practice that rest and digestion, Mm -hmm. digestive state. And then what else? Yeah. We'll do one more. And that is eat more veggies. Like most Americans, 70% of Americans have chronic digestive symptoms. Like I said, 70% of the food that Americans eat are little to no benefit to the gut. So I don't think it's just a random coincidence that those numbers are the same, right? I think we're eating way too many refined carbs. We're relying on quick and easy food instead of really nourishing food. Um, so, you know, uh, aiming for, um, five to nine veggies a day, um, not fruits and veggies, because we tend to count our fruits as our vegetables. Um, but you know, truly vegetables. And there's actually a study done called the 30 food study that showed people who eat 30 different plant foods a week have significantly fewer digestive symptoms. So just count how many plant foods you're eating in a typical day or in a typical week and just see and try to increase it slowly. You know, I'm not saying don't go out and eat nine cups of veggies tomorrow. Cause your stomach will hurt. Like you need to make some changes slowly over time. Right. But see where you're at, see where your baseline is and just try to do better from there. You know, I don't like telling people like take all this food out, cut this food, eliminate this food. It's really about what can we add to make this meal more balanced and robust and add more vegetables, add more texture, add more herbs and spices. And that's why going back in my bio, it says if done properly, it's a fun and delicious one because really a gut health diet is colorful and delicious and, you know, something that can be enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. So I know I need to get more veggies in, and that also has <laughs> me thinking about um, like smoothies as far as like more vegetable base. Like, is that a good way to take in veggies? If you know, yeah. like, let's be real. Like, I know I'm not going to eat all the veggies that I need to. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a really great way. So smoothies, you need to be a little bit careful about adding a ton of fruit and mm-hmm. nothing else. Cause it can spike your blood sugar. Right. But if you're, it's a great way to sneak veggies in like rice, cauliflower, avocado can make it creamy and, and good, which is technically a fruit, but it's a healthy fat. Um, you know, zucchini and smoothies is really good. Kale, spinach, you know, all of that is a great way, um, to, to get more veggies. I have a, I have a smoothie almost every day. And because it's blended up, it's a lot easier. You're not having to chew. So it it can be really helpful for your gut. Um, Be aware of volume and quantity because it's sometimes a lot easier to drink a lot more than what you would physically eat. So someone is telling me, I can't believe I made a smoothie the other day and it was way more food than I would have ever eaten. It was like, a banana, a whole banana and like two cups of berries and all this juice. And she's like, there's no way I would have sat down and ate all that. But since it was in a smoothie, I just drank it, you know, so just keep the servings in mind, add some protein to it. Um, and don't get too crazy. Like if you find yourself bloating every day, I had a client who was making this like monster smoothie. It was like her entire day's worth of veggies, like in one smoothie, And she's bloated every single day. I was like, it was just like way too much fiber all at once, you know, like, like add a couple of veggies and and be reasonable with how much you're putting in. That's a really good point. Cause I'm pretty sure that happened to me the other day. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> when I thought about it, I was like, oh, I need to add all these veggies. And I drank like this gigantic smoothie. This and that was like, my, like, I looked like I was pregnant. Like, yeah, I was like, look what that like, <laughs> Yeah, like, went a little overboard there. there. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, those are some really good tips. And then um, anything else that you want to add as far as like tips or anything that we haven't mentioned that you feel like people just need to know? Yeah, I think if you're struggling, if you feel like there's something that's just off and you feel like you're kind of like what I was talking about in that referral cycle of not getting answers, you're getting discouraged, like don't give up, you know, keep looking, seek out, you know, try a different approach, you know, keep trying to learn more and be empowered to learn more about your body and how it works versus just relying on the pros to tell you what to do. You know, I think we're all given our bodies as tools on this earth. And so it's all our responsibility to know what, you know, how they work and how they respond and and what they need. Right. It's just like a car that you, that you take care of versus you don't know anything about. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to add this in. Sometimes I've gone to get help from someone and like that person's giving me advice and I look at like how they're living or how they're showing up. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. I don't want to take advice from you. Well, or like a financial planner who has yes, finances, exactly, you know? yeah. or a dentist that has horrible teeth. Like you know, yeah. my husband's a dentist, so it's all <laughs> of that. Like I, I'm, I'm judging like that. I'm just keeping it real. So what I love about you, Katie, is that like I look at how you live your life, and I think it's very admirable about like your faith, like doing work that's really meaningful to you, and just like practicing what you preach truly. And if people can look and see you, like you glow. Like there's so I feel like you like have like things that I'm like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, I would love to learn from you. Like, so I just bring that up because I just want other people to be thinking about like, if you want help with anything, like whatever it is, you should go to someone who is like literally like practicing what they preach. Yeah. Even if someone's practicing what they're preaching, but it's not what you want your life to look like and they're not being personalized about it. And they're like, say they're like the extreme, no sugar ever camp. And you're like, I feel like this is what I should be doing, but it's not necessarily what I want to be doing, but I feel like it's what's like, quote unquote, right. Like it may not be right for you. And that's okay. Like there's no like fast and hard nutrition rules largely, right? Like we want it to be really clean and tidy, but it's just not like that. And so working with someone who you really connect with, um, and maybe they're like a few steps ahead, like you can see their life and you're like, I want my life to look some version similar to that, like not exactly right. Like you don't want to become that person, but you're like, that's the direction I kind of want to move toward. That's what you should definitely be seeking out versus somebody who you just don't feel like you connect with, but they're an expert or your, you know, friend recommended them or something like that, you know? Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think so often in my life, I've it's almost like this people pleaser part of myself that kicks in, like someone, you know, tells you what to do. And it's like, this is how it should be. But then there's like this, my intuition's like, well, I don't, I want that to be different for me. Like, I don't want to run with like, just that, not that you want to be coming from this place of like ego, where it's like disregard this advice that someone's giving, but more of like tapping into like what truly feels right to you. And I think like we need to do that more, even in our own like healthcare journey. It's like, I've been a 
you know, I've seen different doctors at different times and I've felt like, I know they've told said certain things and I'm not the person that like disregards like all medical advice. Right. I want to be clear. Cause there's some people that are like disregard completely. Yeah, I'm, just I'm not like, going to do anything that you yeah. tell me to do. Yeah. Like sometimes I want to sit back and be like, what is my intuition telling me here? And do I really resonate with this person? Like, you know, really checking in. Cause I even remember when I tore my ACL and as soon as I went and seen a surgeon, um, of course, like that's what he does. He does surgery. So surgery. like I went, I went you to go surgery. see him. Yeah. yeah. He was like, you need surgery. And there was no like personalization and like mm-hmm. being like, Hey, and what do you really want to do activity wise? Like, what yeah. do you, you know, like getting to, like at what's all, he could even here. Spend, yeah. What's yeah. your goal? What do you want to like all that stuff? And I felt like it was immediately like surgery is the answer. Ready? When you, when you want to schedule a surgery? And I was like, well, wait a second here. Like I want to, like, it didn't feel right to me, but it could be easy for someone else in that position to be like, okay, let me just all right, I guess it's going to happen. And I'm an example of it, like where I completely tore my ACL and I did my own kind of physical therapy. And I've been able to hike, you know, across countries, Amazing. run, yeah. do all the things. And I didn't take that initial like advice because it didn't feel right to me. And I just yeah. want to remind people of like, even in your career or like whatever else is happening in your life, like, please don't disregard your own intuition too, because it's so easy to look at an expert or someone else and just run with that. But then inside everything is like screaming, like, no, I don't think this is for me. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's that trusting yourself too, like that. I just think we need to like bring up because it's kind of like with your story, Katie, like, what did you do? Like you, you trusted your own intuition around the path that you wanted to go on. Whereas like in your field, everyone could be like, this is how it is. This is what yeah, you're, you know, you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is your option. And then you're like, ah, oh, like there's something like else that I know I need to be doing. And I think we all like have that feeling, but I don't think that we all really truly listen to our intuition and it really yeah. does cost us later on. Yeah. Like as time goes on, there's like resentment, there's regret, there's, and I think all of that comes back to not listening to our intuition. And like, it goes, oh, wow. Full circle. Like gut. Like when you think about people say like in my gut, I felt this. Oh, the gut feeling. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like even intuitively, like how that's connected. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad we it is. here. I talk <laughs> about some of that in my program too, of like your gut brain and you actually like your heart brain where you feel emotions, you know, in your heart, you actually yeah. have neurons in your heart too. You have neurons in your gut. That's why they're called brain centers is because they're capable of functioning in, you know, separately from the brain, but that intuition is in your gut a lot of the time. And that's why, yeah, you're like, if you make a decision that you're not super happy about, you're like, oh my gut is just in knots over this decision. You know, like you just feel it there. And that's, yeah, it goes back to that physical symptoms too, but you do feel it there. Like gut brain connection, right. And anxiety and stress and all of that. So, ah, so good. I want to like full circle. No, I'm all like, I really want to take care of my gut. So I can like really (laughs) listen to my intuition. Like, you know, like, so that's like clear that message is clear versus like disrupted. That makes, yeah. 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 And because one of the biggest symptoms, you know, of gut health issues, like brain fog, Mm -hmm. it's like the connection, like, you know, that clarity. Yeah, Yeah. The clarity isn't there. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, so good. Okay, Katie, like love it. I have so many light bulbs and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave here and make sure that I chew my food 
that yes. I actually am present, like sitting down, eating, like letting myself rest, digest. And then what was the other thing that you said? Veggies. Veggies, veggies. I'm definitely going to get all my veggies in, the water, all of that stuff, and truly yes. start listening to my gut more. So that's all yeah. the things that Absolutely. I can focus on. Wonderful. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you and follow your work, all that good stuff. Yes. So I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm at the underscore healthy gut underscore dietitian. In the US, we spell dietitian with two T's. There's no C in dietitian. I'm sure you'll link that below. Um, I also, you know, if you are somebody where you are trying to track your gut symptoms, see like what does what what does my gut function even look like? Like it does it look okay if I make these adjustments, yeah. like you were just talking about, Ange, of chewing my food and eating more veggies. What kind of difference does that make? I actually have a free symptom tracker on my website that people can download. And I love it because it's a symptom tracker, but it also has an interpretation guide. And it's kind of my brain on paper of how I approach my clients, symptom tractors. Oh, how cool. So, um, it's kind of like walks you through my process of like looking through all of that in a really personalized lens. So people can get that. It also comes with an hour long digestive enzymes training because a lot of people are wanting to boost digestion or curious if they should be taking digestive enzymes. So that's, yeah, I'm so curious about that too. So I'm like, definitely going to go check that out. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. So people can find me, uh, yeah. Instagram, check out my freebie on my website. And then I have my own podcast too, that, that has short little gut health tidbits every week. So people can go listen if they want to learn more about gut health there. Awesome. And what's your podcast called? It is the nourished and thriving show. Awesome. Okay. I will link all of the details to what Katie just said in our details section. So I know we talked about gut health, but we also talked about that gut feeling, like really listening to your intuition. So any decisions that you're making, really take the time and think like, what is my intuition telling me about this situation? Okay. And then when it comes to maximizing gut health, we talked about chewing your food, actually taking the time to chew your food 20 to 30 times with each bite. Since Katie said that, I've been literally being mindful. Like when I'm eating, I will sit there and really chew my food, even when I'm really, really hungry, because it's easy to just like, you know, eat all the things and like be like, oh, wait, my food's gone. Right. And you didn't take the time to sit down and really chew it. Do that. The other thing is sitting down and really enjoying your food and being present. If you're like me, you may even eat when you're like driving. You may be eating, snacking on things. You may have your computer, but then walk away and go grab a snack and then like come back, sit down and do that back and forth kind of thing versus like sitting there and being present with your food. So for me, one of the things I've been doing is just like when it's my lunchtime, stepping away from my computer, even just not sitting there and eating it by my computer very quickly, like stepping away, eating, and then going for a walk, even if it's five minutes, that really helps. So, um, and then the last thing is to get more veggies in. So if you're like me, you'll know that you're not going to get all the veggies in. Like you're just going to just declare, like, I know I'm not going to eat that many veggies, like what I need to eat. Like I love veggies, but let's be real. I don't eat the amount that I should be eating. So to compensate for that, what I like to do is have greens every day, like in a powder form. So I just mix it with water. Um, the one that I use is called Beyond Greens, and I'll put a link to it in the details section. But I want to be real. If you don't like the taste of matcha, you are not going to like these greens. 
Um, cause they taste like matcha, but I like the taste of matcha. So I like them. And then, uh, I also have a protein smoothie every day. Well, I'm not going to say every day. Most days I do. And I like to put greens in my protein smoothie. And the one that I love the taste of so much is Primal Kitchen's chocolate coconut protein powder. I really love that one. And you got to be mindful of your protein powders because a lot of them have a ton of sugar in them and you do not want that. But that one's really good. And I like to mix like spinach and kale and all the things. And I know a lot of y'all listening make smoothies, but it's really fun to hear how other people are making smoothies. Okay, that's it. That is this episode. I know it was a long one. I also want to say thank you all so much for leaving reviews. I've seen the new reviews that have came in and I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing that. That helps people find the show. So if you haven't done so, please leave us reviews. Good ones. Okay, have the best day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.